And just want to take a second and thank Policy Genius. They're supporting today's episode of Success Story. I know we all have kids. We all have families we want to take care of. And I personally check something off major on my to-do list, life insurance. It's a tough topic. It's really hard to think about, but it's so important. And the hard part was sorting through all the options. Luckily, I found Policy Genius. Policy Genius is an online insurance marketplace that makes getting life insurance surprisingly easy. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for a million dollars of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. Now, knowing my family's protected brings me incredible peace of mind. Don't put off this important decision. Check life insurance off your to-do list in no time with Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Welcome to the Lessons episodes of Success Story. These Lessons episodes will be shorter clips from past guests, accomplished value community members, and myself. In each short episode, we'll feature concise and insightful, actionable conversations and tactics, providing you with real-world strategies and tips to help you achieve your personal and professional goals. If you're seeking a no-nonsense approach to growth and progress, you've come to the right spot. Settle in, take notes, and enjoy. So you've had an incredible amount of success in beauty and hair, but I know there's lessons that you've learned over your career that are industry agnostic, that are going to help entrepreneurs that are building in any category, any industry. So let's go into those. What are some of the most valuable things that you've learned disrupting an entire industry that would be useful for somebody that's just starting from scratch? or they're well on their way to building right now? Yeah, sure. So I think the first is actually something I learned. Uh, Bill Gates at some point came to speak at MIT and uh, there was a few students that received a scholarship and, and I was one of them. And so we actually got to talk to uh, Bill Gates separately in a, in a side room before everything had started. And I remember someone asked him the question, you know, yeah, you did Microsoft and, and all of that, but what's the biggest lesson you would give to to any of us if we're thinking about starting a company? And and he had an interesting insight. It was basically that if you look at success rates, it's almost it, of entrepreneurs or of companies, it's almost independent of the the size of the problem. And so, you know, whether you're going to start a mom and pop restaurant or a huge software company you're going to have actually similar rates of success and failure. And so, you know, the first big lesson I learned from that was to solve the biggest problem in, in an industry. If your likelihood of success or failure is, is the same, no matter what size of the problem, just make sure that you're solving the problem that's big enough to keep you motivated. And then obviously have a huge tailwind of, of impacts that you're able to, to double down on. So I think that's the very first lesson I would, I would give, you know, when it came to function of beauty, I thought personalized beauty was the biggest problem in this industry. All you had seen in the last 30 years was either here's a new cool ingredient, or here's a new pretty person that's going to support and evangelize a product. But, you know, 
no one's beauty lasts forever and those role models change and similar there's always going to be a new and latest ingredient but there wasn't any real innovation and so i thought you know in a world where there was no innovation in the sector what is the very biggest problem that consumers are facing and so i think that's the first lesson i would give or at least the first lesson i learned that yeah. seems uh uh, reproducible is focus on the biggest problem in the industry that you're you're really interested in because all other things are going to be equal and it's you know i've been doing this for five and a half years if i had focused too small and originally i had you know, the argan tree well, it was cool but again it was it was some slight disruption nothing too crazy and in fact you know, you're right i don't think it would be disruptive at all and and so it wasn't a big enough problem for me to actually rally people around or really focus on and then make big. And so I think that's the first lesson that I, I learned with Function of Beauty. Uh, the second, yeah. Thank you. Uh, the second big lesson that I like to share and, and I guess have done so repeatedly is just do it with the best team in the world. I think it's become an insanely competitive world. Uh, and the more globalized we make it, uh, the more entrants there are going to be in, in any single industry. So even if you come up with the best solution, if you don't have the very best team working on it, then there is going to be someone else that does it better, does it bigger, et cetera. And I think that's what you know, we did really, really well. I think if you looked at me, Josh, and he and the three co-founders, and then all the supporting cast we built around us, I think we are the very best people in the world to start an online personalized beauty company, or even an online beauty company, even if it wasn't personalized. And, you know, it's a testament. Today, we are the biggest online hair care mm -hmm. company in, in North America, probably the world, depending on, on how you measure it. And that's personalized or not. And even within our own sector, there's a lot of small copycats and competitors that have come around. But I can honestly say we have the very best team and I'm not worried at all about them. And so as a result of that, they're able to help build this vision of personalized beauty or whatnot. But we're always able to stay at the forefront and remain the pioneer and, and remain the biggest by far just because we have the very best team working on the problem. And so I think that's the second piece of the puzzle is uh, make sure you solve the biggest problem, but with the very best team. One of the things that you said, which I thought was very interesting, was that when you got into hair, when you started building this company, you didn't necessarily have a passion for this particular thing. So speak about that. I want to speak about passion. I want to speak about should entrepreneurs follow their passion? Should they follow the most lucrative opportunity regardless of whether or not they're passionate about it? So how does passion play into success? Yeah, so I think, you know, some people are drawn to industries. Others are drawn to the actual solutions that, that come from it. And so I think you could be one of two people, right? So I could have easily been very passionate about hair care it probably had a very, very similar success path, I would, I would actually argue. Um, so I think that, that's one. And I think those people end up really focusing on industry. So all their ideas will happen within this one industry that they're super passionate about. I think the, the other side of people are people who are very, very passionate about problem solving and then very passionate about very specific things that could apply to any industry. So I am extremely passionate about e-commerce. I'm extremely passionate about direct-to-consumer. I'm extremely passionate about brand and product, something you can feel, something you can touch. And so, you know, I think I think you do need to have a passion in whatever you do. And, and 
I say that just because you are going to go through so many adversities. You're going to go through so many failures. The only thing that keeps you going at night and keeping the hustle alive, going through all of that is if you do have a passion for what you're doing. So I think, I think maybe that's the nuance there is you don't necessarily need to be passionate about an industry, but you will always end up doing something you were passionate about uh, in some way, shape or form, just because I think it's, it's too hard to go through all those tough times without being passionate at all. But I do think that there is a strong segment of society that, that feels that they are not passionate about a specific industry or whatnot. Um, and, and to those people, I would say, well, what are you passionate about? Because there is going to be something you're passionate about that then ends up becoming applicable to a whole host of different industries. And then you're going to have to figure out, okay, how do I choose, you know, where to apply my passion here? And, and that was the case for, for me, where, you know, looking at all the industries that there were, I was really passionate about how do you optimize and build a, a sustainable and strong value chain. And I looked at a very simple metric. I was like, okay, what's the final sale price of a good? And then what, how much did it actually cost to produce that good? And whatever had a high multiple was what I was really passionate about solving. Like, how can I make this a lot more efficient? And, mm-hmm. you know, one was coffee. If you look at how much a roasted bag of beans sells for, or even crazier, if you look at what the actual cost behind the stuff that goes into your, Starbucks, whatever macchiato, um, uh, you'll see a crazy high multiple, um, but you'll also see that crazy high multiple in beauty as well. And beauty just seemed like something I, I just ended up becoming a lot more drawn to. And I think that's because I was passionate about brand products uh, yeah. online, all the things that I thought I could, I could better impact in the, in the beauty industry. I love that. And the other thing that I thought was great was you really highlighted the importance of team. So speak to me about your team. Why did you choose to start with a team as opposed to on your own? What role did they play in the success of the company? Yeah, sure. Anything that comes with that second lesson where it's make sure you solve the biggest problem with the very best team. So me on my own could not do everything at Function of Beauty. And even the core principles that we were trying to achieve, I just... I am not that good, right? Like I'm, I'm really good at web design, uh, web programming, business strategy, marketing, you know, that side of the house. When it comes to automatically putting things in bottles, that's not my, my forte. Uh, operations and figuring out how do you create, you know, various lines to be able to actually automatically fill bottles, package them, et cetera. Like that's not my forte, but I knew that the automatic fulfillment of this promise was necessary. Otherwise we'd never achieve the scale to make, you know, any, any news headwinds or any big splash in the industry. And that's where I chose Josh, where Josh was one of my best friends from MIT, but he is phenomenal at that. When it comes to this intersection between, you know, automation, engineering, and then operations, there's no one better in the world that, than Joshua Majeski. And so he was essential. I mean, like, told my plan, he laughed about it for the first bit and then thought about it. And, you know, was like, okay, uh, this sounds like actually a really good <laughs> idea. Let's, let's do it. And then the other person was here at the end of the day, you know, I could sell a product. Josh could automatically fill it, but how the heck do we know what to fill each product with? How do we think about what questions to ask customers on this hair quiz? 
Uh, and that's where Ian came in. She is a best in class formulation chemist and someone who instantaneously got the idea and value proposition. So now if I interview formulation chemists, they get it. They've seen function of beauty. They understand how it all works. When we first started, there's no personalized beauty, anything, no personalized skincare, no personalized hair care, you know, whatever it may be. And so to have a co-founder who truly understood, here's the value proposition and here's I'm actually going to achieve it from a formulation standpoint was, was critical. And so I don't think we could have started function of beauty with two of us, much less one of us. And so I think that's the first big thing is making sure you really do have uh, the very best team. I do think that there's a third lesson that I learned along the way. Uh, and I learned this the hard way, which was it's in a book called scaling up. And one of the interesting things they say is for the first you know, few years, I don't know, just say two to three years of a company, the company focuses a lot more on growth than it should and a lot less on people than it should. And, and so basically you're really focusing on growth for the first two to three years when in fact you should really be focused on people. And I realized mm-hmm. the second I started focusing on people, suddenly you had this exponential increase in, in the growth of function. And so I think the the early lesson is invest in people and growth will follow versus the other way around. I think the second less, the half of that lesson though, is you flip it after, you know, this, this initial two to three year mark where you end up focusing a lot more on people for the you know, second half of, of what you'd call a startup when what you should be focusing on is growth. And that I, I think I learned a little bit quicker and it's, it's really easy to get caught up because you'll, end up having cultural issues at your company and you really want to build a strong culture and you'll let any little thing get to you, but you'll be so focused on hiring the right people or even just getting the best people um, or, or the people within your company to, to mobilize or whatnot, when you really do need to be focused on how do you grow the heck out of this thing? And, you know, I had to end up having to make some personal changes just because it was like people were just not able to grow this company the way it should in the last, you know, couple of years. And as a result, we've been able to like triple every every year since then, um, which is especially hard when you've reached a certain size. I mean, you're talking about the biggest online hair care company that's doubling or tripling in size every single year. Um, That's not an easy feat, but that is where the focus area has to be. And it's interesting. The second you start focusing on growth, the people just come. Uh, people internally get better and better because they get more and more excited about the company they're building. But then you just have so many people who are applying for various positions and you just get such a high caliber of applicants. And so I think that's you know, the third lesson is focus on people when you should and focus on growth when you should. I know a lot of entrepreneurs listen to this show and NetSuite has been a huge supporter for entrepreneurs, for business owners, because there's one thing that we all know. 
Business is about making money and it's about your bottom line. And the less you spend on the nuts and bolts of running your business, the more profits you keep. But these days, everything is costing more. Supplies, people, shipping. It squeezes your margins. And I've been there juggling multiple systems for finance, inventory, you name it. Each with its own costs and its own set of headaches. That's why I made the switch to NetSuite by Oracle. It's changed our company. Think about it. NetSuite is one of the top financial systems out there. It puts your whole business on one platform, accounting, finance, the works, one data source for everyone. There's no more mismatched info. And because it's in the cloud, it slashes your IT costs. No more servers, no more updates. Just access NetSuite from anywhere. With one integrated suite, your overhead drops big time. And here's the real win. Efficiency. Everything's connected in NetSuite. Costs are ridiculous lately. Find a proven way to reduce your expenses and get better performance out of your team. It's a no-brainer, and that's what NetSuite offers. Over 37,000 companies have figured this out already. You have to join them. Right now, through to April 15th, NetSuite's got an incredible, flexible financing plan. Check it out and see the savings yourself at netsuite.com slash scottclary. That's netsuite.com slash scottclary. I don't know about you, but the idea of being harassed, scammed, or even worse, all because somebody found my personal information online, that's terrifying. Our political opinions, our addresses, even stuff about our families, it's out there for anyone to grab. And did you know that data brokers are allowed to sell information on over 98% of Americans? It's scary stuff. That's why I've partnered with Delete Me. I personally use Delete Me. They're a big friend of the podcast because I put myself out there online. So safety is a huge concern. It's really scary how easy it is to find someone's details and information. But Delete Me creates a layer of protection that we all need. You tell Delete Me what you want gone and they make it disappear from those sketchy data broker sites. And Delete Me doesn't stop. They constantly monitor the web to keep your information off those lists. It's like having a privacy watchdog that never sleeps. You need to take control of your data and keep your private life private by signing up for Delete Me. They're giving a special discount for all Success Story podcast listeners. Get 20% off your Delete Me plan when you go to joindeletemecom slash success and use promo code success at checkout. The only way to get 20% off is to go to joindeleteme.com slash success and enter code success at checkout. J-O-I-N-D-E-L-E-T-E-M-E dot com slash success. Hey everyone, I just want to take a second and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond Bourbon. Now I don't have a lot of liquor sponsors on this show. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is actually one of my favorites. I've drank it for a few years now, and this is why we actually decided to work together. Heaven Hill Distillery, family-owned since 1935, is a great entrepreneur story, too. So there's five brothers. They filled their first whiskey barrels back in 1935, and their legacy still lives on today. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond is aged over seven years. That's three more than required by the Bottled and Bond Act of 1897. This means the best quality, the best purity, and the best consistency. This is not just average bourbon. It's the winner of the double gold medals at multiple 2023 World Spirits competitions, and they've won the very prestigious Triple Still Award. It's a very big deal in the liquor and bourbon world. Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond boasts an exceptionally smooth oak flavor, while its aroma offers a sweet blend of caramel and smooth vanilla. If you love bourbon, you need to try Heaven Hill Bottled and Bond. Available nationally, look for a bottle at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Think back to your last few days in the office. Did any of them leave you feeling really accomplished? Not the kind of day where you're running around like crazy, but where you've made real progress on something that matters. Because being busy doesn't always mean being productive. And I bet you we've all been there. And maybe it's time to rethink 
what it means to get things done. Today's episode is sponsored by Belay. And what they help you do is, instead of getting sucked into emails and to-do lists, they help you delegate tasks and focus on big goals. They can connect you with top-notch US-based talent who are ready to take on those time-consuming tasks that bog you down. Let's be real. There are way more important things you could be doing than bookkeeping or wrangling a packed inbox. They have virtual assistants to handle all of those pesky administrative tasks or accounting professionals to take care of all your financials. But here's the best part. You don't have to waste weeks searching for the right person. Belay's personalized matching service works quickly, sometimes matching you with the right talent to take stuff off your plate in under a week. Are you ready to try a different way of working? Check out Belay's list of the top 25 things you can delegate to a virtual assistant. It might just change your business and your life. Text success, that's S-U-C-C-E-S-S, to 55123 to get the list and to start transforming your to-do list with Belay. Thank you so much indeed for sponsoring Success Story. For all business leaders out there, Indeed is a lifesaver. See, we're always driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. You're going to ditch the busy work and you're going to use Indeed for scheduling, screening, messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Clary. Just go to Indeed.com slash Clary right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Clary. Terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. 